Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Mabu, hey! The queens of the Philippines have arrived, and baby, they are bringing the drama. It's time to discuss all things premiere of Drag Race Philippines, and joining me to discuss it all is fashion expert who would never be caught dead in those shoes. And she happens to be Wednesday's mom, Amanda Massacre. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The shoes. The shoes. I can't believe it. It was giving me... It was giving me, Mama Pao was offended. The fact that she kept repeating it, like, guys, like, what are those? It was that kind of moment. Um, and It's a yeah. meme. It's definitely a meme of the season. Oh, yikes. All right. Well, before we begin, I just want to preface it to the listeners. We are going to discuss Draggers Philippines. This is through an American lens. I am trying my hard. I've done my research as best as I can. There are things are not. I'm not going to understand. There are things I'm absolutely probably going to be getting wrong and pronouncing wrong. I apologize in advance. But we're here to celebrate drag, celebrate Philippines. I'm excited. Me too. I. It's so funny they announced this, and you know, for me, it was refreshing that it was an, another European franchise. Uh, and, you know, especially seeing the success of Drag Race Thailand and kind of like the looks that were given to us and the amount of talent, I was really ready to see what was happening. And they definitely did not disappoint episode one. Like we, now, we have are you out. ever, have you ever been to Asia? No, it is a dream of mine. I work mm-hmm. in an industry where, I mean, fashion primarily comes and is made in Asian countries. And it's the one thing um, in my career that I've been in places where I've just been like a hair short from being sent abroad. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's my thing. It's not that I don't want to go like, or, you know, I, I love to go and like, I would love to find the time and, you know, obviously COVID uh, changed things. But at the same time, I work in an industry where the trip would be expensed. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I get to exactly. fly business class. And I, so I'm like been holding on and I'm like one of these days in my career, someone's going to be like, Amanda, you need to go, like, you need to go to X country and go check on whatever, get the, get the yarns, get the whatever. And uh, I'm going to absolutely say yes in a heartbeat. Send me, send me there. Well, when they say that you can bring a friend, please bring me. Oh, I- <laughs> yes. If I can expense you, absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Um. So listeners for all those bitches we're like, I'm not going to watch this. You're not going to speak in English. But fuck you. You wrong. Very wrong. I was insanely surprised. I texted you while I was watching. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Now, there are a few queens who do lean a little bit um, away from full English. 
Um, yeah. Specifically, Lady Morgana is one. Minty Fresh is another. Um, but it is a very, very wonderful blend. Um, and one thing that, um, obviously, because, you know, when colonization was a thing, yeah. uh, there are elements of other languages in there, like a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, um, the Philippines does have a lot of influence from uh, Spain. If you know Filipino people, a lot of them have very Spanish sounding last names. And it's mm -hmm. because of that. Um, a lot of the words are similar. Yes, absolutely. And yet I still couldn't understand. And I was very thankful for the World of Wonder uh, subtitles. Um, Listen, again, we're going to preface it right now. I don't know if what they said was correct based on those subtitles and captions. Uh, we're going right. to go with it. We, they right, have like, had a very, very bad track record the past couple months of terrible, terrible captions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've told you, like, with Drag Race for France and Drag Race España, like, absolutely fail. Fail, fail, I mean, the fail, fact fail, that we I've discussed it very much on the podcast now. Other podcasts are following suit race chasers. Um, yeah, just, just putting it out there. Uh, it, so, we, again, apologies if I get things incorrect. I'm going with what I say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can only do so much. And uh, I know definitely you are one of the people that is trying to get uh, Filipino drag artists to come mm -hmm. on and review mm -hmm. these episodes as well. Because, I mean, I'm not Filipino, but, you know, like, I'm here, I'm excited, I'm ready. And I was watching and I, I wasn't upset about the subtitles. I wasn't upset about them speaking in their language. I thought it was really cool. Um, and again, it's, just seeing like this aspect of the culture and i mean you mm -hmm. and i have talked about this like that's why i love these like international franchises because you have a culture that maybe you might have like you know like i've had filipino food or like a filipino friend in school or something but like i've never really delved into that culture like right dove in there but um so it's nice to do that all right well let's begin the long long wait is over and it's time to break down this show first off uh they know it's drag race they know what needs to happen to fit the mold, but they also just did a couple things on their own that made it work for them. Um, like the camera angles, hella off, not good. Um, poor Jiggly Caliente had the worst camera angle on her all episode long. I was like, ooh, just, just, just fix it a little bit. Come on, just put one straight on the judges, please. It was, um, it, it was, yeah. And then, and then we had some blurring issues like, I thought we had the season one filter again. Yes, we'd had that. And then the other thing I noticed, which was weird, was, I, I don't know, if, and it, this specifically with the main uh, host, with Paolo, uh, or Mama, I guess. Um, were they taking that long to speak, or was it just like a very bad edit? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Because um, that draft, like I was like, well, what I will say is like, I was like, I think they have happens. to fill an entire episode without its own untucked inside of it. Yeah, but they were silent. Like, well, like they make the decision. It's not like they were like, okay, be right back. You're deliberating. And like, then they can wait and do that. But like, it was like, oh, I've made my decision. Cricket, 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 cricket. For like a good, like that was like a, I should have timed it. That Drama. Was a while. Drama. Well well um also this workroom is tiny those table stations were so close to one another like yeah. that made um drag race down under workroom look huge yeah i went you know what it is i think it's because a lot of them i mean the majority of the cast they know each other and mm -hmm. the majority of the cast has worked together so they probably were like fuck it 
who cares about, you know, sickness, disease, nothing. Like, what do you guys, you already know each other and work together all the time. Like, what are you spreading to each other? And also the workroom, just the styling of it. Um, lattice motif, not my favorite, not very pretty, not gay. I mean, listen, you're going to do. I'd rather, I'd rather have those pink, brink, pink bricks back. You're going to do what you can with what you have. And I think in spite of all that, you know, they make up for it in other places. Mm. So it's okay. Well, let's move into our entrances. Happy Fiesta. My name is Corazon and I believe in the saying, sisters, stay in your lanes. We'll call you when you need you. It is Corazon. She is 34 years old and she is representing Baranao Pangasinan. She is a pageant queen with countless crowns, and we're going to get a montage of her resume. Uh, good for her. Good for you, sweetie. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, this look, accessories by Cano Francisco. This might be a traditional look, so I apologize if it is, but I do not like it at all. The lace needed to be broken up as it was very busy, very repetitive, plus the zipper in the back, not very attractive. White zipper, uh, no. Uh, the headpiece was very showgirl, very giant. But for a pageant queen, um, I expected a bit more. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. I, you know, you're there for minutes bragging about all the titles you have, which like kudos, congratulations. That's amazing. We love to see it. But you would think you would serve something better as an entrance look, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, um, I know this is its own thing, but we've sort of seen this before. We have Kamora Black on season nine with the Lady Gaga, um, not the one that was with Lady Gaga episode, first episode out, um, show your hometown. Yeah, mm -hmm. that like, that immediately was a flashback to that. And I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. So no. Um, and again, Hibiscus, if you are listening, I know <laughs> uh, you get a lot of looks from Corazon. Um, apologies, I'm sure you look better in whatever she's giving you. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is a boot for me. Yeah, no bueno. Audience, very, very confused here. They are 50-50 on the toot in the boot. Okay. All right. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the baddest bitch of them all? It's Eva LaQueen from Metro Manila. She is Camp Glam before the pandemic. She used to work for Nectar Nightclub. Um, listeners, take a drink anytime we mention this place this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be drunk. She is also the founder and matriarch of Drag Playhouse PH, which is a drag-driven community that provides shows and campaigns as an unofficial drag agency. Something that I've wanted to do for a very long time, but I'm not sure I want to do it anymore. That, that just seems naughty and dangerous, especially with other people doing it currently. Yeah. This look by Nane Eska, hair by Abigail Montgomery. Um, this look is it she is leaning into her name giving you glam i love the latex bravo for her for wearing it all day because that's a long filming day the hair is on point the crown is perfect for her aesthetic the jewels are dynamic and she paints so beautifully i am obsessed with evil queen yeah uh from the moment she walked in i was like definitely one of my favorites definitely like one of the top you know, and obviously the episode shows like, yes, she's definitely mm -hmm. one of the top contenders. Um, yeah. And I loved it. And, you know, I'm always, you're coming into the workroom for the first time. Like you want to make that impression. You want to like, if you have a name, you have to like a punny name or whatever you want to be referential. And she did it. So I, mm -hmm. I loved it. It's a toot. Oh, absolutely. Toot. I'm not calling anyone out, but fuck y'all. 
98% to 2% boo. Come on. I mean, I is it who I think it is? It's who I think it is. I'm sure I don't know. Of it. Now, Eva and Corazon hug it out, and they are both there. Um, so they are familiar with one another, and this is going to be a trend we're going to see a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Eva used to borrow stuff from Corazon for her photo shoots. Uh, mm-hmm. So clearly Corazon has a big uh, wardrobe, and that's what she chose to wear, wear into the workroom. But, <laughs> but like Eva, I am shocked that Corazon's headpiece fit in her luggage. First off, I wonder what the rules were. Second off, do we know what f- city they filmed in? That's a good question. I would assume it would be Manila, right? I would assume so too, but like, who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. We have 29-year-old Taring from Kianta Rizal. She is fierce, passionate, intelligent, and gorgeous. She's a rapper and a dancer. Cool. Can't wait for that part. <laughs> um, no designers listed. I mean, it's it's fine. It's a bodysuit. Like, I think the detailing is beautiful. She's picked some gorgeous colors with the blue and the gold, but it's nothing out of this world. Um, the hair, not my favorite. Those loose curls make it feel like it was a shake and go. Um, we love a big girl, but fashion is not going to be her game this season. Um, it was interesting because, you know, she says she does all these things. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess you were busy doing all those things and you didn't focus on your look. <laughs> to me it was just like okay well you could have done better you know but Mm -hmm. it is what it is you know um i i don't know like it was okay would you wear it Mm, i mean i don't like those colors but yeah they're too happy for you yeah i you're evil mandy yeah like if it was in black and red i'd love it but yeah, but yeah, honestly, what's really killing me is the wig. I think if she had an updo, I'd, oh, we'd be saying something terrible. different. It's literally we'd saying, we'd be saying something very different if it was an updo. Uh, it's a boot for me. It's a soft shoot for me. Oh, 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 okay, sure. Not well, too bad, well, not too bad. Not, I don't hate it. I don't, you know. The audience okay. hated it. 18% to 82% boot. That's because y'all hate fat girls. That's why. Wow. Well, we learned that Corazon is a fan of Turing's as she thinks she's an amazing dancer and she used to go to Obar to watch her. Mm-hmm. Corazon will hug Turing like they've known each other forever and Turing is like, we haven't formally met. Do I know you? <laughs> um, well, we learned that Corazon is a fan and she's like, duh! Um, Corazon will reveal that, bl- reveal that blue is her favorite color and claim that they are twinning, to which Turing is like, no, we're not. Um... Again, apologies to Hibiscus. I know you know her, but I can't. I, I, Cortisone's not my favorite. Mm. Not the one I messaged you about, but she's not my favorite. Mm. We'll see. Well, just like summer, this is my season. It's Marina <laughs> Summers. She is 25 from Makati. She is the ultimate tropical Filipino bombshell dream. This look is by Kian Pasquale, haired by Abigail Montgomery. Uh, she said, I love summer. I'm wearing my beachwear. Also, I am ready to battle high biscuit for the bat- battle of the pocket rocket all-star all supreme. I love the green and yellow. Not a combo you see a lot of unless you're doing like something Jamaican themed. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is gorgeous. Keep an eye out for this one. I like her a lot. Yeah, she's a little like Spitfire. Like it's very mm-hmm. fun to see. And she walked in and 
you know, the sleeves are giving me volume in the right place and the colors look great together. You know, they're primary colors. So your eye has to gravitate towards them. And she's wearing like the right hair and she's got sickening legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, which it's become a topic now. We're, I know we'll get there, but everyone's shocked. She doesn't wear any tights. You don't need to when you look like that, I guess. Right. I mean, um, I wish. Could this look be improved and elevated? Absolutely. Should she have? That, that's debatable. I'll still give it a two. Like, what do you want? Like more bling? What do you like? Yeah, you give me the stones. More? Bling, bling, bling. Listen, not everybody. Drag isn't all about bling. You don't have to do that. That's true. Are you going toot or boot? Oh, I'm tooting. I love Audience. the tropical. Like, yeah. Audience, y- y'all are mean. Forty-four percent toot, fifty-six percent boot. I don't know, man. They don't like tiny people either. They're sizeless. (laughs) Look at that. All right. Well, Marina was very excited to see Eva as they hold each other very close to their hearts. And Eva is happy to see her, but she is scared as she is a real threat. So put a pin on that one. We're going to have a lot of that Mm -hmm. drama this season. A pretty day, just like you, or should I say, hello, my friends with feelings. What does that mean? She said it multiple times in this this meet the queen she said it here what is with feelings mean is that like bet friends with benefits is this a saying i don't know i have no idea um also faux fur wishes this is how her entrance turned out that hat did not flop in her face it is lady morgana she is 30 years old and one of the reasons to turn down your volume as you watch drag race philippines she is laughing an energetic motherfucker uh, she yeah. is from the land of promise and fruit basket in the Philippines, Davao City, Mindanao. She says the scene in Mindanao is different from Manila as they are more, which I guess is like an exclamation, um, but they're more energetic and shaking grind, she says. Okay. Um, I will say there is a Reddit thread that is giving me the references for the episode. So thank oh, you, Reddit. I love um, that. Yeah, it's it helped me a lot. Otherwise, I had to do a lot of extra research. And, and now I've learned that there's a red thread for all the references for all the episodes of the internet. Mm. Love it. Love it. Helps make this the writing process go a lot faster. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This look by Ben GC Panzales. Accessories by Venus Adad Power. She is a widow coming from her husband's funeral ready for a girl's trip. Um, it's very old, very matronly. The hat is giant. Um, the dress is very traditional. Um, I feel like her character just tends to sway on the matronly side. So I guess this works for her. Am I blown away? Not a chance, but it, it works. I think her personality is what like would blow us away. Like that's, what's doing the Mm -hmm. work. Um, you know, uh, she's not, uh, what's the saying? She's not wearing the clothes. The clothes are wearing her. Yeah, that's kind of what the vibe I got, to be honest with you. Um, because the outfit's great, like in the sense that you know it's a look, it's a polished look, it's a completed look. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point though, is it like most groundbreaking couture look I've ever seen? Absolutely not. Um, but that's where she's gonna come in and sell it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just I I don't I don't know. I wasn't in love. I wasn't. I think it's because again, to your point she does go a little older yeah and it's like i i mean i get that but at the same time i'm just like why so listeners um amanda maskers accused you of being sizest and uh fat girlist uh she's <laughs> oldest she's ageist. <laughs> i'm she's an like agent people no i just <laughs> i just i don't know like you have i understand unless you, you, I say, unless I, you I, really I say. like no but 
here's the thing, but then you don't paint that way. Like, you know, because exactly. you could you could do someone like an Angela Mansbury and be like, you chose that character and you're painting like that character, right? Because right? if you've ever seen Angela Mansbury out of drag, you know like the difference. There's a right. transformation. That's there. a young child. Yeah, exactly. It, this is not. Right. And so that's why I don't get it. Like you're gonna dress insanely matronly, but then your face, like it doesn't I don't know what you're doing. It seems like you're confused, but I kind of got that throughout the whole episode about mm-hmm. her anyway. So I'm going to give her a toot. Yeah, it's a soft toot for me. The audience, 78% toot, 22% poop. Yeah, it was hideous. We, we will have Lady Morgana and Corazon run toward each other. This time, Corazon will share that Lady Morgana is her idol, and she's been watching her since the third grade, which must <laughs> be a joke because Corazon is, in fact, older than Lady Morgana. Right, exactly. Eva, though, is becoming the narrative season, like, Three, episodes, three minutes into this episode, we'll share that Lady Morgana did bejewel her down their parts. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of why I like thought the look was actually okay, too. Like, all of a sudden, she's slashing us. I'm like, okay, look, see, you wanted stones, you got them. There they are. William, <laughs> it's precious Paula Nicole, and she is your precious Bukalana queen from the At Araminas Norte. Um, again, bringing in that, those the, the similarities with the Spanish. Um, her drag style is more of impersonations than dance with a bit of comedy. Her look is by Jobart Cristobal, hair by Wigaloo PH. This is a cute look. It's fun, very youthful. Um, it may, in fact, just be a corset with a tutu, but it's got a sense of purpose, at least. Um, I love her little Mickey ear type things. Very cute. You know, you know, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's giving you like pop princess with pastels. I just kind of wanted also a necklace. I, we all know I need that necklace sometimes. And she just had a lot of skin showing. I needed, needed a necklace. Didn't feel complete. I, yeah, there was something about it that felt like a little understated. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't making a very impactful, you know, um, look there uh, for an entrance. Yeah. Was it cute? Yes. Is this an insight into her drag persona? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you're fun-loving, free-spirited, cutesy, like cool, cool, cool. I mean, again, could you do better? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give it a toot. Yeah, here's another soft toot for me. I didn't hate it, and I think that's where my standard is. Like if it's horrible, hideous, yeah. okay, then we then we boot. Audience 56% toot, 44% boot. Eva tells us that any gay person in Manila knows Precious Paula Nicole. Um, let's take a poll, gay people. Tell me, do you know Precious Paula Nicole? <laughs> uh, Eva shares that the PPN, as we'll probably call her throughout the season, is one of the most sought after and top caliber queens. And Precious will tell us that Lady Morgana beat her in a competition before. I want to know more. If we're going to find out dirt previously from the show, give me everything. You, you can't say anything now and not want to know what the history is. Well, here's the thing. This is why also you have an untucked for this franchise, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, we're going to keep talking about it. They all fucking know each other. This is the first franchise season where they all actually know each other. I can't versus, wait for Drag Race New York. Let's just fucking do it like, already. Like, literally, like, it's the first one. Because, you know, in other seasons, we've had the moments where they're like, oh, nice to meet you. Oh, I've never heard of you, et cetera, et cetera. Like, literally verbatim. This is what, mm-hmm. you know, the queens are saying to each other. And this is the first one. I was like, hey, girl. Oh, my yeah and then take a shot over take a shot next door like yeah it's constant back and forth like 
And so they are bound to tackle all of this at some point. Mm -hmm. So be patient. It's coming. I'm sure of it. They're going to talk shit because that's what's going to happen when they all know each other. Now, the PPN did bring a teddy bear with her. um, And we would like to know what's in the teddy bear. Candy. Candy. Smart queen. They know that the film is going to take all day. She's like, I'm going to be, I'm ready for this show. Give me the candy. What kind of candy would you pack in a teddy bear? Um, I've been eating. I literally just had some of those um, Arizona gummies. Like that's what I'm eating lately. What are those? It's the Arizona iced tea brand. They now have fruit snacks. Whoa, that's weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I didn't know how I felt about it. It's good. It actually does taste like the teas. Interesting. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously not hardcore like the tea, but like, yeah, I, I, I get it. The vibe is there and they're delicious and they're like mm-hmm. a nice little treat, you know, fat free, gluten free, all that fun stuff. Um, little snack pack. But yeah, I would absolutely bring bring all of the, the, the fruit snacks. Philippines, are you still fresh? It's Minty Fresh. And no, she is not 18 years old. She is 31. Her drag is all about hyper-femininity and showing off her chill vibe as well as being on fleek. And there you have it, kids. She is on fleek. (laughs) She shares, she performs at Nectar, though she is not a regular. She performs whenever she likes. She doesn't want to look at drag as work. It's her escape from stress. If drag feels like work, she will lose the passion and excitement for it. And I feel that's like your story. Yes, I felt so seen. Uh, first of all, she walked in to me. It looks like a million bucks. I was like, "Here's our winner strolling in." That was my thought. Oh, yes, oh, okay. yes. That was my. And as we proceed in the episode, it got confirmed. I was like, "Yep, here we go, strong contender for the crown." Um, and then she said that, and I was like, "That's exact. That's that's it. That's it. That's exactly it." Yeah, you have these moments. I definitely have where you're like, "Yes, let's do it." And you hype yourself up and you do it. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, well, you know, imposter syndrome sets in or personalities or time or whatever. And then you just kind of like, you know, yeah. but absolutely um, very, 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 very <laughs> great that she brought that up. Um, again, totally resonated with me. And uh, I love the look. All right. So this hair is by Wigs by Margot. Couldn't tell you who the look is by because it's not listed. She is certainly giving you hyper femininity in this look. The dress is filled with strands of pearls. And I wonder if that means like what it means to the gays nowadays. Because <laughs> if it does, whoo, come whore. Um, love the slick back pink hair. Very sexy. The detailing on the heels with the feathers is just a simple touch. But it's a smart touch because it gives the look even more life and, and flow. Um, this is a toot for me. Yeah, this is one of the the best looks in you know uh, of the girls um and it's just so well put together I mean again it, it showed me that like she knows what she's doing that's the vibe I got here and um I I I definitely was excited to to see more from her so absolutely toot for sure audience 77 percent toot 23 percent boot mm-hmm. We will learn that Marina and Mitzi Fresh go way way back and they've also had a few misunderstandings in the past Minty Fresh will compare their relationship to Alyssa Edwards and Coco Montrese as they will have a moment. So what is their issue? Well, Marina says in confessional, it was a guy issue. And I'm like, they better divulge into this, unlike Sagittaria and Dovima, because I'm still (laughs) fucking waiting. I thought it was funny that she said it was like Coco and Alyssa, but then it turned out to be that. And I was like, it's nothing like Coco and Alyssa. Like, 
I thought what's, it was what's, be ho- like, what's more what's more detrimental to your life and your psyche boys or a pageant obviously boys and yet i don't know i just it probably was like a stupid one night stand it was pro- i can't wait to hear about it, it it's coming i'm sure i think we have all yeah. these episodes. We have plenty of episodes to get into their personal I, lives I, I and get into I the background. I swear to you, if we have a Sagittarius of Demon moment, we're like, we're going to keep it in. So we're staying, we're staying. And no, we're not going to tell you out of respect for each other. Nope. Mm-mm, not going to fly. I'm going to automatically them. At this point, if they don't say anything, it's not respect out of each other. It's just respect for that individual. Like they don't want to air out their dirty laundry and like get this person. You know what I mean? Call him Bob. Who cares? Well, <laughs> Bob will know and that's it. <laughs> That's all true. right miss ma'am i'm home and i'm ready to sit on the throne bitches it's Gigi era she is 38 years old from melbourne australia and when she said 38 i was like oh you look good good for you yeah she is a showgirl and brings everything on stage and this look is by jean anthony karasig uh it's on the basic side again with a lot of lace but she has styled it in a way that i do find slightly intriguing um love the ombre gloves and how they are stoned she's got that breastplate on lock and load it is mm-hmm. huge the ponytail going from black to red ombre really just ties the look together because it's not just a simple black pony it, it, it's got a purpose again is it groundbreaking no um yeah i did not like this i was one of the people that booted this on your story mm-hmm. i again it's giving me the same kind of vibes as corazon's look not a fan um there's something very old about this look it's not new and exciting it's old-fashioned drag it doesn't really tell me and not that there's anything wrong with that for the record but looks like this don't tell me anything about you as an artist Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it's like again this is your entrance look i would like to see something cool fun and interesting and i'm sad i'm seeing a look that quite frankly like i could own and you could own and everybody I'm sure. In hey, drag, she pro- she might have actually gotten it on, a- on Amazon. Honestly, I was about to say, absolutely. This is a couple of things from Amazon for sure. Um, I'm gonna so say yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a very soft two. Yeah, I I don't do it. Know. Do I'm it. Boot. Do it. I'm booting. I, the audience the audience will agree with you. Thirty five percent toot, sixty five percent boot. It's there's something about it that I just. Mm-hmm, again maybe it's maybe it's just because it's that old I, i'm just like over it and i've seen it way too many times so eva is going to misplace Gigi, believing she is from hong kong but alas that is nowhere near melbourne australia <laughs> um precious and Gigi will call each other dude and bro so i would love to know about their dynamic because clearly they're comfortable doing that um and then in confessional we have lady morgana calling her miss english and a hardcore biasaya an animal and a devil which I'd love to know why she's saying that because um, that was like a precursor to something. Yeah, again, I don't... Well, I'm sure we'll get to it. Again, they, they so. clearly know each other. She seems to be the one that, just because she's not directly from the Philippines, is, or well, not that she doesn't live in the Philippines, rather. Right. Um, that's why it seems like she might be the one out of all of them that's like a little disconnected. She's um, the lemon of the season. Yeah, exactly. That was a great way of putting it. Absolutely. Then the other part of me is like, well, what happened? Like, you don't want to go to Drag Race Down Under if you're from Australia and you live. I mean, let's be honest. They need some representation down there. Right. Like, 
for me, I was very confused when she walked my, in. My thought, because, yeah. my feeling is she probably got rejected from the show twice. Mm. Oh, my prediction. Maybe. I don't, know. Maybe I don't know. I just, it's just one of those things where I'm like, hmm. I, again, you, you have a franchise that really needs the representation and you actually fucking live there. And mm-hmm. I'm going to bet you started your drag there. I mean, is that what it is? Maybe that's what the, the key to these franchises are, is that you have to start your career, your drag career in these countries. Maybe. You know? Well, that would be a lie for Lemon, though. She started in New York. Okay, well, then I don't fucking know what happened there. But anyway. All right, well, say yeah! Um, and before she even walks in, Eva will say that she hears that grating, annoying, obnoxious voice, and she knew it was Venus. Uh, it's Venus Deluxe, the other reason why you'll need to turn down your volume when you yeah. watch this show. Um, she is from Budokan, and she is all about fun. Speaking of fun, what is that fur piece she is wearing in confessional? She just, like, has this stole around her. I'm like, you look comfy, girl. Good for you. Yeah, maybe it's because it goes back to these places being so cold. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I need the blankets. I need something. No. Eva will say that she spent weeks trying to design her outfit and she walks in in a fucking towel. That being said, there are no designers listed because it is a fucking towel. This is what Zavaleta did in the iconic season two photo shoot. This is what we call a boss ass move. Do I wish it was stoned or elevated or something? Absolutely. But it was fucking hilarious. She did it. Someone walked in in a fucking towel. I was living. I love shit like this. I mean, you know how I feel. Bring, you know, Drag Race season one effort back. You know, (laughs) I'm all about just coming in 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 your regular muggle clothes. And this is very, you know, willow pill, angel, angle kind of vibes. Um, I fucking loved it. I don't care that it wasn't stoned. I don't care that it wasn't anything major. Um, I just, it made a statement and they got us Absolutely. talking. Whether whether you liked it or not, it got people talking. Cause it's like, yeah, I know absolutely. who she is. This made yeah. me know exactly who she is. She is yeah. carefree and she yeah. does not give a shit. And I'm excited yeah. for her. Yeah, uh, well, it's, a, it, it's a toot for me. It's a toot for me too. Audience agrees. 78% toot, 22% boot. Yeah. Uh, she will touch precious's um she can call her beautiful and then tell her that she brought her bought her towel at the market um what a bitch (laughs) all right dude buddy bro of course it's prince she's 25 years old um prince says her drag style is mainly inspired by sci-fi as she loves video games and sci-fi movies she describes her drag in three words with Never the usual. Clearly, she listens to my interview podcast when I ask <laughs> my, my, my interviewees, describe yourself in three words. <laughs> Prince, when you come on the podcast, you know that answer already. Thank you. The hair is by Prince. The look is by Jean Garcia. Um, this just looked so bulky and cumbersome on her. That being said, I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, I think this might be one of those flash looks where you uh, shoot it it makes a flash effect you look on her gram that's exactly what it is it looks mm-hmm. so cool when you have the camera flash why she wore it onto the entrance of drag race i don't really know um the hair is in that stone trend that we've seen very fashionable very um parisian 
Yeah. Um, the mug is strong. She's just very petite. And I wish she didn't bog herself down with those shoulder pads. But A for effort. I like it. Question mark. I mean, I can appreciate the architectural, you know, elements of this look. Yeah. The texture. I can appreciate all that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a slower up a little bit, but I'm not mad about it just because again, conceptually, like the structural aspects. I love that. For me, like, I love that kind of drag. Mm. Uh, and then paired up with this great wig and her mug. Like, I was, yeah, I was great. It, for me, I was a two. I'll give it a two, too. Yeah. 79% 21% boot. She's going to ask if she missed any gossip. And one of the girls tells her she can go home. Whoever said that is a fortune teller. <laughs> um, Venus says it's pretty cool that Prince is there as she is friends with Eva and Marina and then tells her that they are all her sisters at Nectar. And don't yeah. worry, there's more <laughs> like, to come. Drink. She's asked who inspired her costume, and she says, me. We love a queen who loves herself. Though if you saw Minty's Fresh when she said that, um, her face, unimpressed. Yeah, I mean, listen, every everybody is referential. There's nothing completely organic when it comes to... Do you inspire yourself? Them. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. That would be shitty inspiration. <laughs> all right. Well, finally, I am here. Bring it on, girl. It's the queen who could be Manila Luzon's kid sister, Brigading. Um, she believes she will be the first Drag Race Philippines winner. I can see it. Um, yeah. She is bold, brave, and beautiful. And there are no designers listed, but she did wear this during a pandemic um, video shoot. So um, that is where she's paying homage to. Uh, this is straight from the cabana realness. The yellow with the orange polka dots, very playful. She is ready to throw around in a mini challenge if it calls for it, but uh, just pin a pin on that one. Just wait for that. Um, it's on the simpler side, but I don't mind it. It, it, it. It's cute. Yeah, it was very fun, very flirty, very adorable. Um, I love the color. Um, looks great on her. Um, and it's splashy, just like her personality seems. And mm -hmm. again, it told me definitely what I needed to know immediately about her drag persona. So I, mm -hmm. I, I, I liked it. It's a toot. Yeah, toot for me. I'm a little shocked by this result. 92% toot, 8% boot. Why? It's a very, you know, again, I, because a, there are other people who are lower. And I was like, well, those should be higher. So just a little shocked right. by the result. I mean, you know what it is? It's because it's pleasing to the eye in general. Like, And, it's also, really and also when I put it on my story, it's in alphabetical order. So. Oh, okay. Well, but again, realistically, like, again, objectively speaking, if you look yeah. at it, there's nothing really that's actually wrong with any of it. I agree. Well, Brigading will say hi to Gigi first to introduce herself. And Brigading will say she knows who she is because she's the reason she had to change her name, which was iconic. <laughs> I love that because she does go love. by Gigi. Yeah. Um, now, before the pandemic, she shares that she went to the U.S. And let's discuss those photos. She yes. has performed with uh, Cindy Lauper, Lady Bunny and past Drag Race contestants. If I miss anyone, I apologize, but I clocked Dusty Ray Bottoms, Alexis Michelle, Sugar Cane, Milk, and Yuha Hamasaki, and my friend Glenn North. My friend's in that photo. Look at that. And I said to him, he's like, where did you see that? I was like, you're on international TV. Congratulations. <laughs> also, if you're in the D.C. area, go to uh, What the Float with Glenn North. It's a really fun, um, moving dance party. You all get your headphones and you listen to music. It's a lot of fun. Go do it. Oh, like a silent disco? Yeah, but you like move around the city. It's really, really fun. Oh, um, cool. 
backstory. Uh, those that party was created um, at the Williamstown Fest, uh, Theater Festival, aka WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was part of the first two that ever existed. So I feel wow. very close oh. to those and, and to see the evolution 10 plus years later. Um, Woo, I'm old. I <laughs> heard <laughs> you're like, you're aging yourself, Michael. Mm-hmm. Now, Brigadine will knows that she has a lot of pressure when the show is announced as everyone was waiting for her to be on. We will be introduced to the Divine Divas, which was Brigadine, Venus, and Paula, uh, Precious Paula Nicole, which started during the pandemic. Um, cute. We love a little girl group moment. Love that. Um, yeah. Could you imagine if you put all three 70s child on the show at once? I'm excited for what the ha- is going to happen here. <laughs> But Minty Fresh will call her the biggest threat and she knows what she is capable of as she is a jack of all trades. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I can, again, for me, the fact that she was the one that they chose to say, you know, she's been to America, she's traveled internationally with her drag. To me, that says a lot. And here's another one where I think the producers are definitely showing us like some of our top contenders, you know. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see her making it to the end for sure. And I will say... Congratulations, Brigadine. You have made it to my short list of the 2022 crushes of the year. <laughs> also, Marina's on that list, but Marina might get bumped out depending on how the rest of the year goes. I mean, we're going to have, of what, course. 50, 50 more drag races? Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's just next week. Like, come on. Literally. All right. I see stalkers. Oh, there they are. Hi, kids. It's Silhouette with an X, and I do not resonate with her at all. I do not like her. Remember how I said there was someone I didn't like? Well, this is the 12th queen. It's this bitch. Um, like, this is going to be the theme of the episode, and apparently this season, I, I, I cannot get into her at all. I can't do it. Why? She is so off-putting. And maybe it's because I do like Marina. I think we've, she's made us pick sides. Um, it's something about the way she paints her face. We're not there yet. Okay, just <laughs> you're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, um, there's... she works at Nectar Nightclub as their creative director and business partner, so we oh. know why she has the ego. Yeah, um, we are going to get the face crack from Eva and Marina. Um, after we discuss the look, but there are no designers listed because if have you gone to her social media yet on Instagram? No. It is the most confusing thing I have ever seen. Like, she has the look and then has an, like, not even nine pieces, like 35 pieces of squares to create the entire look. And I'm like, oh, I wait. I kind of like that. I'm looking at it right now. And I, but there's no description until you get to the main photo. And she doesn't, there's a story, there's no designers. I'm like, okay, just, I just want to know who designed your shit. That's all. The problem is that, I don't know what, how this, I mean, and this is just me thinking out loud because you and I have had discussions about this. How does this affect the algorithm? Like, what is she trying to do? Girl, I don't know. It's, it hurts my eyes. Little pictures are only getting like 40 likes or something like that mm-hmm. and then like the main picture is the one that gets like the 700 something likes but it it's i don't it's a lot it's a lot to get through zero following zero people she's like, a bitch she's a fucking bitch i can't stand her wait wait a second that alone her instagram just told me way more about her than i yep. learned the first episode mm-hmm. all right so she's very rival evil queen in this look 
the feathers are a moment. But as you mentioned, I hate how pale she paints. It's 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 white. It's almost like Kabuki clown white. Um, and the way she just draws her eyes and, and the lips, she looks actually evil. If you told me she was going to murder me, I would leave you. Um, as someone who paints a little paler than I actually am, which is actually hilarious because I'm already fucking pale. Um, I don't mind that, but there's something again. It's the shapes. It's the it's the it's shapes. The shapes and your contouring and highlighting that's a little off and is making you look older and making you look harsher. And that's what's giving me like permanent resting bitch face in drag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though once she's out of drag, she seems very different in that aspect. Just well, I will say, I will, I will say, she's drunk a year younger than me, and she still looks older than me. So I'm very happy about that. Well, there you go. Mm. But, um, but you know, again, that's just life. And- I'm not going to take anything away from this look, though. It's fucking gorgeous. Oh, I want it. I need it. Like she, I mean, yeah. Listen, she's a boss bitch, and she knows it. And this look told me that. And living to me, in terms of. In terms of looks, I think they save the best for last. And just solely looks. That's no, they my- save the best for last for the drama. We know that. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, uh, it's a toot so, for me. Yeah, it's absolutely a toot. It's- Audience, 97% toot, 3% boot. Oh, who is this 3%? Like, come on now. Now, as Eva will say, she's here. The real drama has walked in. Silhouette will say she is not ecstatic to see her drag daughter Marina there. They have unsettled issues. Marina will tell us that Silhouette was her drag mother from the past as she was part of the House of Silhouette when she was starting out. During the pandemic, she says there was a drifting away moment. Prince will share that she was waiting for Marina's reaction when she walked in, and she notes that Silhouette started kissing everyone and totally ignored Marina. Okay, I mean, you can do that, but the camera's going to show you and we're going to have to discuss it. What a kind! Uh, yeah, but we'll get to it. And again, you don't have to say hi to people. You don't have to do anything. I mean, I'm not defending her, but I'm just saying, like, she has her reasons. And there's two sides of the story. And that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. The 12 Queens of Season 1. They are going to show the world what Filipinos have to offer. And they are awesome. Um, it's going to be blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of drama with this group. Mm-hmm. Now, we have the alarm sounding. And yes. That is Mama Ru wearing a hair that is giant and looks like a dead bird. <laughs> um, surprised to see Mama Ru doing this little um, talky talk. Yeah, I, again, was not sure what was happening because most of the international franchises don't do this. Um, is it? Mo- no, maybe- it's, it's, it's three, I guess, at this point. It's Espana, France, and Italia that don't include Rue. Everything else does. Um, well, Holland. Too, I, I didn't watch Holland, so I don't know. I think Holland had it. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not. I don't remember. I um, wonder why then. What is the? I guess Rue just wants to have her face there. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, or it's because they <laughs> speak English and she can do it. That's that's probably it. Yeah, it probably comes down to language barrier. Also, the fact that you know one of her girls is associated to the show. It's like she's got a deeper right. hand in there. Sure. So I, okay, fine. You know, and they they were living, which was really cute to see how excited mm-hmm. they were that because they didn't expect it either. Apparently, just yeah. like we didn't expect it. 
But let's let's talk about it. When Paulo Bellastoris arrives, I swear these girls sound like they were just screaming for like BTS or like One Direction or something. Oh my god! Um, we will be calling them Mama Pow. Um, yeah, and uh, they are said to be a big representation of what Filipino drag is. And we're gonna get a little montage of photos. I'm gonna say I was like, why do they have a picture of Katy Perry there? No, 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 no. That's Mama Pow in her transformation as Katy Perry. On point. Yeah. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Um, I will admit I had never heard of her before. Um, but mm. I mean, if this is the representation, I'm like, oh, okay, all right yeah. then. So, Mama Pow is one of those queens who actually goes out and visits Obar and Nectar for shows. Now, I I will say, I will say, there was a period of time when there was only one franchise that RuPaul did come to New York a couple times and did some scouting at bars. I was not present for it, but I do remember there was a time she was at Monster and it was a huge. Really, I have no idea. Let's give Ru a little credit, but now she's like, I'm going to go fracking, and that's all I care about. Well, yeah, because how else is she going to afford that fucking mansion she got, like, last year? Um, it's, it's crazy, though, because when I heard that, I was like, yes, that's what I'm here for. It's the equivalent of when I see Supreme hanging out with the girls outside of uh, Gran Hotel de Reinas, like, that kind mm-hmm. of vibe, like, when they're just hanging out. Um, again, it just makes them seem like, yes, they're the head judge, host, whatever, but, like, it gives them that humanity that you just yeah. want in that type. You know what I mean? Because sometimes mm-hmm. Rue just seems so detached from it all. You know, you can't even. And But I mean, I get it. You have so many seasons, but like, come on, girl. Like, you can't remember people. Like, these are your, you know, like faces. Do I don't know. Like, it just. I agree. Yeah. Well, we're going to learn that the winner will receive a one-year supply of One Size Beauty, by, Beauty Cosmetics by Patrick Starr. Mm-hmm. And one million pesos um let's discuss how i had no idea that's what their money was called yeah yeah. there's a a lot of countries in the world have their own peso you know colombian peso Mm -hmm. filipino peso and everything has its own the conversion rate i do it was pretty sad actually the money it's it's pathetic i seventeen thousand eight hundred sixty eight dollars uh-huh so but again that's as that's as us as Americans looking at it and thinking that way over there, that money's insane. Yeah. That's like the exchange rate in Colombia, for instance, like with a little bit of us money, you could do so much over there because again, quality of life is different. Uh, income is different. The inflation's are, like, it's fine. I, and they all yeah. got excited. So for them, I guess over there, that's a shitload of money. Once now the prize in the U.S., no, absolutely, it's garbage. The prize is powered by Kumu, which is an e-commerce social network. Okay, good for them. I guess it's like what Cash App is doing with the mm-hmm. U.S. drag race now, or Trojan in Canada. Yeah. Now, for the first mini challenge, they are going to turn into superheroes for a photo shoot. As Mama Powell will say, "Are you ready to swallow, not spit?" <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Now, we'll, we're going to discuss this in a second. We're going to head to this set and see a backdrop and a rig because these bitches about to fly. Um, Mama Pow welcomes them to the apocalyptic world of 2069. So great. Can't wait for the world to end in a couple of years. Amazing. Thank you. Apocalyptic. <laughs> now, BJ Pasquale will be the photographer for the shoot. And all I heard was that he knows and shot Troy Sivan. So I was like, sign me up. Um, okay. Let's talk about how 
cute. Both of them were together. Like Paolo, right? Like Mama at a drag and DJ. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Oh, so you're shipping them as a couple? No, I'm just saying oh, they're okay. cuties. That's okay, what I'm yeah. saying. I was I was having my little heartthrob moment. But let's also talk about the fact that this is yet another robbed America's Next Top Model challenge. Always this franchise, like still keeping mm-hmm. still keeping antm fresh <laughs> now before they can fly they must first swallow their drag race prescribed alakajin well if <laughs> you were confused this was a reference of the filipino superhero darla who has to swallow a stone to activate her powers oh no uh-huh so what happens what if someone like smacks it out of their hand i don't know so Corazon is up first. And I was like, how the hell is she going to fly in that headpiece? And then Dragna, she transforms into a different costume. Like it's Wonder Woman, but like not make it America. Um, this was a stupid challenge. <laughs> Google Dragna and you'll be like, oh, it's they, they have gone into the world of um, fetishizing women. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, it's literally Wonder Woman um, for the Philippines yeah um... but i want to discuss how they essentially had to have a second fully realized costume for a fucking mini challenge but wait a second did you notice that most of them look the same well because they're they were inspired by dragna no i know but like some of them look too too close well i think they must have been told like one of the categories is dragna so they probably thought this was going to be a runway potentially no, but like some of the looks literally looked like carbon copies of each other, which made me think, honestly, as a viewer, that the franchise provided these looks. That's what yeah. I thought for like a hot. No second. way! No, no way! They didn't. No okay, way! I... No way! All right, let 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 let's start. Carter's own okay. looks the part. Uh, she was very sexy, but fully clothed on top, which Darna is not. Uh, she's not very expressive in her look, uh, though the bruising on her face was a choice. I didn't quite understand the story here. Um. Hold on. Trying to find these. Okay, here we go. They did post all of them. I again, I, this was so stupid. <laughs> this was a stupid challenge. Um, I hate, I hate those like kind of cutesy things. Like you know, yeah, take the pill because that's really what's happening. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like come on now. Um, but I think yeah, go ahead. No, no, I just and like I said, I I can't even comment too much on these looks because like I said, they they yeah, all we'll, look. We don't need to really focus on the looks. We're, we're, yeah. We'll go through it pretty quickly but but again is up um and she's got that sexy moment but she loses her headpiece which was sad um venus is crazy and her look is very similar but less skin showing uh she was fine nothing too impressive uh precious turn and she flips around because why not and then she starts swimming because this challenge is probably the last time she's gonna get flown um but her photo i thought was pretty great i i enjoyed her but what I enjoyed about her part was how we saw her crawling behind the scenes after her shoot, which was kind of the first. I love seeing the action that it takes to make these challenges happen. Yeah, absolutely. You always should be giving credit to the staff and crew that make mm-hmm. all these be they dumb challenges, you know, happen because they're the ones that they would have happened otherwise. Yeah. Next, we have Lady Morgana who missed the memo. She could not even move in her costume. It was all metallic, uh, very terrible looking, much more in line with like Scarlet Witch. 
Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, what is happening? But it sucked to see her struggle so much, you know. Well, and then she started running. Well. I'm like, what, what? Why are you running? This is weird. I don't know. I'm just going to try whatever you can. Prince should have been great, but that was so boring. Also, her look was so bad, and that star fell right off. The wind was blowing, and I was like, this is a bad episode for Prince. Don't watch it back. Oof. Yeah. Eva LaQueen once again makes latex work for her. She was very sexy, but she was not a fan of the wind and made it known. She did have a little bit of trouble making that shoot work for her. Yeah. Again, a lot of them. I mean, I feel bad because that shit's hard. You know, mm-hmm. how are now, you going to? Now, speaking of hard, Turing is next. And as a theater person myself who's worked on a show where an actor was flown, kudos to this crew, who likely had to recalibrate the entire rig system for her because these uh, flying systems are weight dependent. Um, But she did fine. I just did not like her leotard whatsoever. Yeah, it It was was a hideous. It was bad. Gigi Arrow's turn, she looked horrid. Horrible, horrible. What was she wearing? Um, She just didn't even look comfortable. Yeah. Speaking of comfortable, Marina Summerslade. Uh, She looked (laughs) like the character. She knew how to pose. The bitch has clearly been thrown around before. Um, also, she was very fluid because she weighs five pounds. I mean, also, here's the thing. Like, she's a dancer, too. Like, mm-hmm. all that fluidity helps. Um, but, yeah, the, the mug was right. The look was right. I mean, and, you know, again, Tyra Banks would be like, yeah. Minty Fresh had no emotion, and she is confused why she didn't win. Well, this bitch needs to step it up and quick because she has no energy. She's ultimately a look queen. and silhouette still looks like an evil bitch um karma is called into action when she got stuck as she flipped literally took two people to get her down how embarrassing (laughs) for her what was funny was that they waited for a bit and then they went to help her (laughs) No, because they thought she was going to be able to flip back yeah yeah, no no now before we find out the results the queens head back to the workroom and Gigi says they're a bunch of animals as they get out of track Prince was feeling haggard and not too happy with her look, but happy with whatever, with how she performed. Marina will note that Prince is a very talkative person and she knows her out of drag and she felt that she wasn't 100% there. Minty Fresh will discuss the creature that is Lady Morgana and this bitch is even in a look when she's out of drag. Like that denim shirt was studded and spiked. Eva will say that while Lady Morgana is a tricycle driver, you can't joke around Gigi because she will manhandle you. I couldn't find a reference to this tricycle driver thing. Maybe it's like like um like the 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 tuk tucks that they have in some countries. Those um those yeah vehicles. maybe. Um, but Mama Pal returns with BJ to give them results. If you noticed in this configuration um, that one Mama Pal started talking before they they were even already camera ready and in line and yeah. two that this workroom is so small they can't even stand in a straight line they have to be staggered crazy how tv works yeah. it's, it's very different their setup is so different yeah. the winner of the mini challenge is not the fashion queen minty fresh no no it's her rival marina summers do you agree uh yeah she had the best photo so for me again objectively Agreed. speaking done Marina wins 20,000 pesos. Good for you. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will showcase their talent in the talent variety show called Totally Impressive Talent Extravaganza, or T I T E for short. 
And I'm sure you were wondering like, okay, why is it so funny to them? Mm -hmm. You know what? It's so funny. Well, T-I-T-E means dick. Oh. Yeah. There it is. That's it. I wish they had explained that. Well, I mean, I guess for the Filipino viewers, they know, but for us, we don't. Yeah, I'm like, you know, if they have the subtitles automatically in English, I'm, like I'm, they're going to go the extra mile. Well, like I'm they wondering, can, I'm should. thinking maybe they don't use the term dick, and that's why. I don't know. There you go. Well, Marina is congratulated, but Eva would have fought harder if she knew there was cash tip involved. To be fair, these shows are inconsistent, so you never know when there's going to be a prize attached to these mini challenges. I know, but you shouldn't play, like, you should always play to win. Yeah. Like, if you're already there, like, come on now. Now, this was a first. While Marina is being congratulated, Silhouette and Minty Fresh are on the side having their own thing. This is going to be a trend this season, ain't it? Yeah, for sure. Brigading thinks they were cooking something up evil with motives uh, that were so fucking evil because she thinks they have faces that resemble witches. She's not <laughs> wrong about Silhouette. But the actual evil queen silhouette will explain that her and her other drag daughter, Minty Fresh, are quiet because they're reserving their energy and don't want to be phony. Amanda, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Because it goes <sighs> back to silhouette not approaching Marina when she walked in. I mean, I feel like I do that sometimes. If I know someone is not necessarily my favorite person, I'm not going to go the extra mile and make them feel comfortable or, you know, start like, talking about them. You don't have them. cameras on you. Yeah, but like, who cares? They're not like, they could This still... is reality TV. They're actually saying this is reality. Like, you got to separate the two. I mean, this is good drama and we're, we're it's getting us to talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's not a good look. I mean, yeah, it definitely doesn't make them likable in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I mean, you're not, you know, we'll always say this at Drag Race, like, you're not there to make friends. You're there to compete. Yep. You're there to strategize and, and get, you know, get your hands on the crown, on the prizes. I mean, it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do, you know? All right, Mama Powell returns for a walkthrough and notes that there are very, very many representatives of Obar and Nectar, but more on that in a moment. <laughs> Lady Morgana is up for a chit-chat first, and she's eager to share that her unique talent will be newscasting in three different languages for a talent show. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, Mama Powell wants to know if that uniqueness is enough to be a superstar, and we're going to find out soon. But now the show has decided, you know what? Let's amplify the drama on day one. Give me all the Nectar Queens at once for a chit chat. I was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. I was screaming because they never do that shit unless they're in a group challenge. And for them to be like, oh yeah, let's just just do that and like force you guys to stand next to each other. Especially after seeing the shade that had just went down. That was like, oh, y'all are real shady Mm -hmm. production. Like, look at you. So this officially means that we're going to see Eva LaQueen, Silhouette, Marina Summers, Prince, Venus Deluxe, and Minty Fresh, which is literally half the cast. Insane, right? Absolutely fucking insane. So how are That's they like- besides freezing? <laughs> they want they, they 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 have what it takes to win. They're ready. So Mama Pow is like, hey, Silhouette, you're the co-owner of Nectar. How do you find your girls? 
And I was like, oh, she's totally the Miss Hannigan. And these little bitches are her orphans. And Marina <laughs> Summers is toast her Annie. Silhouette will say that she loves each and every one of them before she becomes business partner and creative director. And Powell will be like, who are your drag daughters? And she says that all of them are, and she sees them all the same way regardless. And Powell is like, no, 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 no. I want the drama. Who is the hardest to work with Silhouette? And she's like, well, based on how I feel, Marina, what's good, bitch? They are just like the shadiest so shady down there. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn from Silhouette that they have unsettled business, and she claims that Marina did not reach out. She feels like she betrayed her and disrespected her drag sisters in the house of Silhouette. Marina says she cannot explain wholeheartedly why she left the house. She says that you just outgrow relationships. In a confessional, Eva says that personality of Marina isn't the problem. She's not confrontational. What she can say is that Marina had released a song in the morning. They were all very excited. They greeted her with a happy birthday at midnight. Um, I suppose these two stories go hand in hand. She goes on to say that the next morning, Silhouette posted a hateful status toward Marina, sabotaging the release of the song and making her feel like shit on her birthday. I need more. This story has layers and appears that right now it's just a jealous mom. Yeah, I... Again, I, I still hope and feel like we're going to get the backstory and keep getting backstories. And I mean, I kind of like, again, I was living for it because this is like the, the type of shit you, you see at your local bar. You know, it's like we mm-hmm. see something going down at Icon and Albatross and you're just like, oh, girl, did you see X, Y, Z? And like, yeah, but did you know that one, two, three? Oh, yeah, I want to heard. And it's like. I mean, that's local drag at its finest, really. And so I was like, I, I really, as much as I don't necessarily appreciate drama, you know, uh, people getting messy, I guess, is the, the way um, to put that. Um, I was entertained. I was entertained and it made it feel very real and accessible because it reminded me of what local drag really is. Right. So it was nice to have Drag Race sort of kind of go back again back to its roots you know silhouette will say to powell that the only way she will accept her apology is if she and her and the kids talk privately and i'm like girl you're on drag race those cameras ain't leaving like you want the privacy but you're not going to get it like and what, that's do you, what why, are you begging for and that's why they have an untapped mm-hmm. marina will chime in and be like i respect how you feel in that time and silhouette will cut her off and says she doesn't believe her and that this is her time to finally speak up in front of her I don't care for her. This was so ugly. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out more. There, there definitely, mm-hmm. there has to be, the drama has to have been more than, you know, what we have seen so far, right? Like, oh, we absolutely. barely touched, we barely have touched, you know, scratched the surface there because for you to be that upset and you to be that, like, something must have fucking happened. Like, that's, you know, yeah, that's a lot. Meanwhile, you have Mincy being like I thought. We were talking about talent. Venus thinks the fight is so weird because it has nothing to do with drag race. Silhouette will yeah. rant and say that when you apologize, you apologize to them directly and mean sincerely. And instead of sending it to the rest of the sisters instead of her, Marina will say she totally apologized if she felt that way, which we really know is a non-apology. Yeah. Um, I mean, the <laughs> eye roll says it all. Yeah, but she I goes know. on to say that the moment there was a lot of emotions. So there, there's going to be a lot more here. I can I can tell. Yeah, 
they're definitely and and they know what they were doing and you know again we're we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna see it we're gonna hear a lot of backstories and it's gonna be great we're gonna we're gonna be entertained them maybe not so much good for them but for us it's great Mama Pow hopes that whatever was going on can go away as this is Drag Race Philippines and wants them to be a family again. But Marina does believe that perhaps Drag Race Philippines can help fix things that were broken from the past. I mean, we saw it happen with Alyssa and Coco too. Mm -hmm. Well, it's talent show day and I got to say Corazon is freaky, like not only walking in with the harness over a jumpsuit, but just like also screaming like, girl, it's the morning. They need their coffee before you can go insane. (laughs) And then we have Silhouette who walks in arm in arm with Precious being like, welcome the top two. She loves herself, doesn't she? She thinks very highly of herself. I think everybody should though. We should all love ourselves and think highly of ourselves. They're all excited for the talent show. Lady Morgana knows she's lacking something more in her talent, but uh, Corazon is like, well, make dick jokes yeah okay turing is going to stretch and warm up minty fresh is worried about her talent because people view her as a look queen so she needs to prove that she can perform too the pressure is on she's ready to take home a win and we know through editing of this show that's probably the sign she's going to do well yeah let's head straight to the runway where we have mama pow in that fucking beautiful filipiniana look the beat is right, though. Um, such a fascinating eye makeup with like the black line going into the arch of her nose. Never seen that before. Um, that and also something I've never seen 100% before is the contouring of the lips. That was very yeah. skilled. I I was staring for a very long time. Was like, is this? Re- no, it's not real. I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. The before and the after, like you physically, like the power of makeup even as someone who knows and has like uses it a lot mm-hmm. I was blown away I, was, I never would have thought to do that like you literally you know most people the most they do is literally just maybe go over and like mm-hmm. exaggerate oversize or whatever but this was like you literally did what you do to your face to your lips mm-hmm. and I was just like holy will shit will you try it out I will next time absolutely like that's that that was wild and it made me really like I kept staring at her mouth the entire like rest of the episode because I just could not believe that she did that like I judges yeah Yeah, beautiful let's meet our judges we have presenter comedian icon of trans women's rights straight from London Colin Karen next up is drag race superstar from Queens New York may I call you judgy it's Jiggly Caliente next is BJ Pasquale, who we met earlier. And finally, the special guest judge is the concert queen of the Philippines, Pops Fernandez. Um, are you familiar with her? Because I aren't either. Nope. <laughs> Do I we like, think Ooh. concert queen is a different term than like recording artist? I don't know. It was like, a... I didn't know if this was like, a poor translation mm-hmm. on mama's part or what they were pl- like I-, I didn't know what was happening and then uh, again i finally got it yeah and i was very confused and again i hadn't heard of her so i was like okay i'm just gonna assume she's a singer and that was it that was my assumption now before we do anything let's talk about this main stage for yeah. the first time we do not have a back wall with a pattern it is an led screen and i have to say i'm obsessed like you can literally do anything on it I want this so for all the shows. Like, put so this, good. Could you imagine if RuPaul had the power to have an LED screen? It would be incredible. So good. It was like, wild. The fact that not we, only you can manipulate the colors and the feeling yeah, and the mood, but the yeah. lights, you can uh, manipulate with an image. 
obsessed. The problem with that is that it, it's going to turn into a big, bigger production, right? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's almost like a Dragula vibe where like the contestants can work with the team and say, this is what I want. This is like, you know, hand me this, do that. Like more so. And I don't know if they want that. Like, yeah. are you, or I don't even know if contestants want that, to be honest with you. Like you already have so much shit on your plate. Do you really have to worry about week by week? Like, okay, let me pass a notes to the production team, to the lighting director, like to that crew and, and establish that. Like, and what if that's judged with what you're like, it's, it's too much. I, I don't like, it's cool. It's that's cool. Fair. But I would think like just putting my age, you know, putting uh, uh, myself into the contestant's shoes. That's a lot. That's a lot to think that's about. Fair. Well, we are going to start with the talent show, move into the runways and critiques. Are you ready? Yes. All right. It's time for the totally impressive talent extravaganza. Marina is doing an original song and dance. And I was like, that's not her voice, but go off, sis. You look hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I also cannot not see hibiscus. Like they serve the same energy, but I'm always going to love hibiscus a little more. I was saying the same thing to myself and then I was like oh god is that racist like, I, was like, I, I couldn't I'm like no I love you hibiscus but like that was the same thing I was like oh okay that's that's exactly what I was saying for me this performance was short sweet and it it was drag was it a talent it was it was okay yeah. I think was it better than a whole lot of other things? Absolutely. And I think that's what later, you know, we we're like, okay, this was one of the better acts. Right. Um, but in, in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, this is pretty bare bones. Next is Brigadine doing a magic show. I love magic. So cute. This was campy. It was stupid. Where did the dove go? <laughs> Where did the dove it. go? They ate it. I want to know. I need to know. Peter's watching. Where did the dove go? Um, oh my god! Do you think she had the underscoring as a choice, or did the show put it on on in post? Oh, probably post. Okay. Also, have you ever swallowed a sword? <laughs> no. All right. Turing is doing contemporary dance. Um, I have such strong feelings on this one. I know what the judges say, but like, just to be a big girl and do contemporary is not enough like the look was boring and without her confessional i didn't understand the performance whatsoever so for me I... not it didn't resonate um this is how can i say so part of me is with you and thinks the same in the sense that like yes i think a lot of the critiques she got were like oh my God, bravo, like, it's so amazing that you're this big girl doing that. And it's like, well, that's not enough to make this an impactful, you know, like, yes, your message was lovely, but like, how much dancing, how much was in, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't right. really, shit that I'm a dancer, if that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I felt. Yeah. On the other side of it, I mean, I just did a performance very similar to this for Warp Tour. And like as basic bare bones as it is, like I was living my fantasy. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I get it. I get what she was doing. I get it. I get the theatricality behind it. I get being in your feelings. And that's where I can be like, okay, that was an amazing, you know, performance. Eva LaQueen is doing spoken word and I actually live for it. We love a one night stand, but wait, was that a picture of her? Who the fuck is Christian? That's her. <laughs> I think that was the point that like 
you're saying goodbye. Yeah, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I that think she looks sensational with that like peach ruffle robe and the purple hair. Like I'm living for her so much. That's so funny. Carzon will do a Barangagyan dance. Now the caption will say it is a village dance and I will learn that is a dance typical of festivals that feature dangerous tricks and feature a higher risk factor than perhaps what we saw on stage because um, first off, she, she she's performing to Phenomenon, which was <laughs> yeah. had me deceased. Um, <laughs> would she get tens in the talent portion of a drag pageant? Not a chance. Like the chair bit was so boring. Like, this felt like dance moms. She looks so uncomfortable, like a child performing for her mother's approval. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Lady Morgana is up, and well, this was a moment you can't unsee. Like, her first look was terrifying. Then she reveals into something worse, and it just gets worse as she turns her wig around. It was so bad. It's not funny. It's not exciting. It was her showcasing that she can speak three languages. Not a talent yeah <laughs> mansi fresh though we'll do an original song and dance and at least i can believe this was her voice unlike marina yeah um i love the lasers but that's all it was she had lasers like that's not a talent um this was just the drag technology we saw from an all-star seven runway i i don't know i thought i maybe because everything else was so subpar Mm-hmm. she looks great everything is great she looked great i was impressed by you know the production mm-hmm. value and yeah. again the standard everything else was so bad that like she just you know stepped out and like looked so different and it was refreshing um but i think yeah out of everybody's this was the more thought out yeah. uh talent portion um so i liked it Venus Deluxe is doing comedy, and I want to know what drug she's on because she's outrageous. Um, campy, stupid. We love grinder noises. Yeah. Um, but if she was gonna do a gag, I want a gag. Um also I want to touch Adam's banana. Who's Adam? <laughs> Prince will do what she believes is burlesque. The outfit was totally <laughs> and actually gorgeous, but like for someone who was unsure about dressing in the workroom, uh, this totally felt flat. Um, so she was hiding streamers and then she ate the streamers and then she had something come out of her mouth that was different than the streamers, but it wasn't burlesque. So it was like a weird magic show, but not, yeah, not right. at all burlesque. She should never um, have called it that. Yeah. Silhouette will do an art performance. Um, she is paying homage to her grandma. Uh, we're all going to remember Manila's art performance, which I loved, and I thought she was really Yes, on. love, yeah. This one was all about the reveal at the end, but like or the chalk or the glitter or whatever she had yeah. was so faint, you could barely see it on the screen. I can't yeah. imagine that they even saw it from the stage. Yeah, I was, uh, it, it took a while for us to get there, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. Gigi Era will be doing a risque dance. Um, I've seen this look before with the furry arms, fine, um, but she just did a jump from there good for her um <laughs> so i guess it was just risque and supposed to be naughty i mean um i don't know it, it was fine i yeah but you want to talk about good precious paul and nicole is doing a folk dance which is believed to be sinkeel yeah which is a native dance to the Mar- Mar- maranao people um i love the infusion 
of culture and drag and she did exceptional sadly these types of performances never get praised in the show i thought it was beautiful oh it was it was so lovely to see her bring her actual culture to the main stage do something traditional and then we learned that the moves she was doing are not the actual male counterpart like she learned the female Mm -hmm. moves right i believe and that's even more again it, it speaks to, to everything um it, it was beautiful it was beautiful and it's it's always a shame that you know they don't get the credit that was this the drag race upon you two talent show no no not i i was about to say and i think that's why i was like so upset because again that's what we see that's what we expect and then mm-hmm. this happened and it was a complete and utter flop and then yes. you literally had like one person two people tops standing out from the crowd where right. and and it wasn't even again they it, they weren't like phenomenal performances either so so the category is turn no she better don't in honor of the runway we're gonna play turn no she better do or turn no way jose <laughs> okay also for clarification, Terno is a traditional Filipino outfit that is heavily influenced by Spanish design and is often comprised of many parts rather than one dress. Yes. Did you know that? I did not, but um, it was fun to learn. All right. Marina Summers, look by Jean Garcia, hair by Abigail Montgomery. I adore this. Uh, this is a big look, but I like the scale on her. It's very regal. She looks like a queen. Uh, she is the national fish and those legs are fresh. Um, the yeah. embellishment work. It, it's not typical rhinestones, yet they capture the same effect. I think she's stunning and perfect and I love her. Yeah, this was a great look. No, nothing bad to say here. Cotton Karen says she is one of the strongest contenders in the competition. She's a legit sex bomb dancer. Pop says the talent is there and it's the projection she has. She says her eyes are so striking. Jiggly says that she loves when she performs. She gave them the Marina Summers experience. She loves the outfit as she took the terno and made it into a milkfish. It's a terno. She better do. Terno, she better do. The audience agrees. 94% terno, she better do. 6% tire. No way, Jose. Yeah. Next up, Brigading. Look by Edwin Yu. Hair by Lady Pussy Galore. Earrings by Farah Abu. This is incredible. It's beautiful. It's truly Filipiana. Um, she looks like a traditional look. Turn it into something beautifully drag. The colors are rich, playful together. We love purple and custard. Um, truly a great combo. And this is a great tribute to the Mindanao tribes. Yeah, this was stunning, gorgeous. I love all the traditional influence you know, the, the national costume look of it, uh, but still draggy, mm-hmm. still beautiful, stunning. No, beautiful, beautiful. Who knows? She better do. Yeah, absolutely. Audience, 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Very Thank happy. Thank you. No, of course. Come on now. Caring. Uh, no designers listed because what she posted on social media is not this look because she had something different planned. <laughs> uh, she is giving you the butterfly sleeve, which is the most iconic part of a Terno. Uh, the problem is she looks nothing. There's nothing about the look that flatters her and looks poorly constructed. The colors are fine. The hair is a bit on the, okay, we've already seen this on you look. Overall, with how well the others turned it out, this was a complete miss. This was horrible. I felt so bad because I just, how do you look at yourself in the mirror before going on the main stage and say, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with what I'm wearing. Look great. Like what? Pops says she made it her 
and personal and felt the emotion in a short amount of time. It was touching. BJ says it was one of the best talents of the talent show. Jiggly says no one would expect a contemporary dance from a plus size girl, but that's what they needed to be done. However, the outfit does not complement her beautiful body. Hotted Karen says it's one of her least favorite looks. The big sleeves were a good idea, but it looks like cardboard up close. Yeah, bad. There no yeah. way, Jose. No way, Jose. Like, this is unacceptable. Audience hated it. 9% Tarno, she better do. 91% Tarno, way, Jose. Yeah, this is no good. Eva Queen, hair by Jonah Quinn, look by Aaron Montoya. Obsessed. First, the dress is astonishing. It's modern fashion. The shape of it is traditional, but the way the fabric sits and plays with that shape is sensational. I love how the shoulders kind of roll up into a rose. I think the blue hair is a choice. I would have personally picked purple if we had to go with a color. And then you have the pearl, which is just very traditional and matronly, but it ties it all together to tradition. Um, I'm obsessed with this dress. Like, I love everything. What color do you want it in? Uh, black or red. You know who really should have this dress? And who? you just mentioned it. This is like a very Jessica Rose. Like, if she wants to actually mm-hmm. play to her name. Sure. Like, this in red, like, Gorgina. Like, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. good. Um, I agree. I'm not loving the blue hair on this. It's too, the, the, the colors are fighting each other. Yeah. Definitely should have picked a different hair color. But that being said, I mean, this was a look. Like, mm-hmm. so well done. Absolutely. He just says she was very engaging in her talent. And she looks amazing with her hair and outfit. The runway is one of his favorites. Pops loves the color coordination on the runway. She says if she were at a party, I would immediately catch her eye. Jilly says the dress reminds her of a Carrie Bradshaw Dior dress from Sex City. And Cal Karen has a problem with the outfit because she feels it lacks the elements of Filipiana. Screw you. It's a turn out she better do. Yeah, turn out she better do. Absolutely. I hate you, one person. 97% turn out she better do. 3% turn out way, Jose. I mean, this is just, that person has to be one of those people. Like, if you hate Mm. the color green, Mm -hmm. you're just not going to wear it. Like, yeah, but it's still a type of green. Like, people are still, like, if you hate that color, you're going to just, like, I get it. I get it, but, like, no. Corazon, look by Naye Iska. Uh, For me, this was a wow moment. Not what I expected from her. I have my own personal feelings when I see camo, but as far as fashion, this was it. She's giving you Filipiana brushed with, like, a little sexy G.I. Jane. Um, And, yes, that is a toy gun. Have no fear. For me, when she's not trying to pull the patch, I see her fitting into the mold of Drag Race. And also, Jiggly's face when they threw the grenade, uh, she was like, please don't make me act right now. I'm not doing it. Um, Yeah, this is cute. And I didn't expect it from her at all. You know, again, she's like, I I want this, I want that. And you just expect pageant girl looks. And this wasn't it. And uh, it was still fun. I loved it. She had fun on the runway. It was cute. Was it the best look? No, but like, I appreciated it. I will give it a turn out. She better do. Me too. Audience, very mixed here. 48% turn out. She better do. 52% turn out. Way Jose. Mm Mm-hmm. Lady Morgana, look by Jay Cataban, Cadigan Cotor, hair by Lejean Perez. It's so matronly. Like it's 1970s uh-huh. inspired, and she says uh-huh. green is the positive energy, which is maybe why we saw a lot of iterations of the color. The hair, that's the headliner. It's sculpted <laughs> so fantastically. Um, we're gonna see that wig reveal later on, but on this look, it just worked. And the beating on this look is just breathtaking. Yeah, this was. The look itself was beautiful. I appreciate all the beaded fringe detail. The color was great. Um, 
but I just don't like it altogether. Again, this is so old. This mm-hmm. is, I, I, I don't, I mean, I, again, I get it. Like, I guess she's like an auntie. I totally get it. I yeah. just, I'm not feeling it. I do not like this. BJ says she was one of his favorites in the mini challenge because she gave so much personality in which he saw in the town. He was expecting something funnier. Pop says she has to make the most of it on stage because that one minute is so important that one minute can cause you to be eliminated. Jiggly says she didn't let them enjoy her punchlines and felt it was rushed in trying to be done with the number. The outfit was pedestrian she wore for the mini challenge or for the maxi challenge. And then Kettle Karen thinks she's fun and likes her personality. And it's like Miss Congeniality, everyone's friend, but she got excited by her act and was very disappointed. I'll give this a turn out she better do. Um, me too, but soft. It's a very okay. soft. Yeah. Audience, 77% turn out she better do. 23% turn out way Jose. Minty Fresh, look by Santi of Casina. The look is inspired by a bird-like dragon who ate the sun. Um, I could see it in this look. She's giving you high fashion in this dress. The feather style texture gives this piece so much movement. Um, love how the gold makes it glisten. The train is just the right amount of train. We didn't need anything overwhelming, and yet it still told the story. The hair is on a simple pushback with that one drag fashion strand falling down her face. But I think I love the, the detail of the earrings being dragons because it ties the whole look together. She is going to be the fashion queen. Um, loved. I absolutely, this look again between what I saw her walking in from her talent show and now this, I was like, no, she's here. She's here to stay for a while. Like, that's my opinion um this look was everything it was i i can't it was absolutely beautiful it was dramatic in the right way she styled it the right way right accessories the right makeup like everything was great no bad no pops, pops thought she was a concert performer she said the props were thought out jiggly is getting gazzini at the national costume from the look she says it looks rich and opulent kyle karen says watching her talent show was fierce with a whole production number turn out she better do for me yeah Absolutely. Audience agrees. 97% to know she better do. 3% to know way Jose. Thank God. Deluxe. No designers listed. Uh, the look is inspired by the Panag Benga Festival in Bigao City, which is a celebration of flowers that are in bloom at the time in February. This could have been an arts and crafts, but it was executed so well that um, it looked like she also might have been a parade float in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all the elements and how she presented the floral motif, but I needed grander hair. Like, give me drag hair. Like, that look was so big, the hair needed to match. Um, I love this look. It made me very happy. Like, the colors, yeah. the flowers. Like, I love sunflowers, and, and these type of flowers are my favorite flowers. So I really... I thought it was just so precious. Um, mm. The hair, I didn't, I didn't mind it because again, at least it wasn't in the way. Sure. You know, and it it blended all together. I I liked it. BJ says her talent was one of her favorites, um, as it was funny. Pop says when she does comedy, you have to save your punchlines and should be effective with an element of surprise. And then she surprised them. I'll give her a turn. No, she better do. Yeah, me too. Audience loved it. Eighty-nine percent turn. No, she better do. Eleven percent turn. No way, Jose. Mm-hmm. Prince, Hair by Prince, Look by Adam Perea, Undergarments by Kian Pasquale. Uh, yes, I too want to know if she's an alien or a smurf. Um, but no, <laughs> darling, this was not the ticket. This was bad. The jacket has the sleeves of the Terno, but the rest of the look just seems like she put something on and called it a day. The hair in yellow was styled so bizarrely. The blue face just did not match the bodycon. 
which included a turtleneck, which was a massive disaster. Um, now the shoes. We all know that they will be called out because they are bad, but uh, they just highlighted how this look did just not fit her. Like, how can you walk on a runway in something and have that much billowing on the bottom of it? Such a disaster on someone I was sincerely rooting for. Yeah, I was so disappointed because you you just, the second you saw all that sagging, I was like, no, she's going to be red to fill for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be her downfall. And it was a shame because, again, conceptually, the idea was there. It was just very horrible execution. So I, I definitely felt for her, but this look was not it. Jiggly assumes she is a baby queen raised through social media. She says, as beautiful as the outfit is, it's Filipina Chanel, but the tights were bagging. Cloud Karen couldn't understand why the gloves were so loose and the tights didn't fit. She says she has a petite frame and it was the sizing issue. BJ says for her talent, there was not enough burlesque in it to justify the outfit. As for the runway, he loves how she styled it. It's just the details like the shoes. Mama Pow says the shoes. Prince will tell her that um, they are the same shoes that she wore in the challenge show. And if you go to her Instagram, she had a very different pair of shoes that got destroyed that she could wear. Mm-hmm. No matter what, is the turnout away, Jose? Yeah, this was bad. Audience, 41% turnout, she better do. 59% turnout away, Jose. So they were very kind to her. Mm. what? no designer assisted because I can't figure out her social media. Um, <laughs> she is honoring the paper dolls, which were the female impersonators who came before them. The look itself is very pretty, well done. Um, I see Filipiana and in the look and how it's styled, the gold and red pair well. This is one instance where the bust line is so pronounced that I don't need a necklace. It's, it, that is the focus. She's got that flat black hair unit again. Is this just what we're going to see on her all season long? Um, that being said, whatever, the reveal in the back of the dress was incredible, bringing history to the show. I will forever respect that. Yeah. No, I, I think that's what made the look. Um... But it was also just beautifully constructed. Um, I think this is like her signature hair. Um, and we're just going to have to deal with it. Um, just like this is her signature mug. And we're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, because again, from the neck down, it's all wonderful. And uh, it is what it is. <laughs> BJ says her talent was so sweet, but her look was so dark and goth that it didn't match the whole storybook vibe. Pop says they are supposed to be charmed by talent, but she made it look so simple that it didn't look difficult. She loves that she's giving tribute to the paper dolls and Jiggly loves that she chose to do a legacy on Filipino queer culture because Mm -hmm. a lot of it gets lost with people who are not telling those stories. She thanks her for giving respect to their elders who paved the way. As far as her performance, though, she felt it was completely disconnected. She understands it was a story about her grandma, but she was missing the connection to the outfit. The look, though, turn out she better do. Yeah absolutely i liked it the audience too 77 percent turn out she better do 23 percent turn away jose gg era look by mark joseph saeed earrings by farah abu nails by claws on a box spectacular um it is inspired by the datu of minnow which is why she's literally dripping in gold i think this gray blue green is a fabulous color and not one we often see in drag but it made the gold just pop. Um, this is what I expect for a pageant, and I'm not disappointed. It's not as grand as some of her other competitors, but I think she nailed it. Um, I personally do not really like gold, so I'm having like a hard time looking at it personally. Okay. Um, but objectively speaking, to your point, absolutely, like this is what you expect from like a pageant queen, mm-hmm. pageant winner. Uh, it it is beautiful, well constructed. 
Um, and you know, she fit the brief, so she did what yeah. she had to do. Turn out she better do for me. Yeah, absolutely. Audience agrees. Seventy-four percent turn out she better do. Twenty-six percent turn away Jose. And finally, Precious, Paul and Nicole, look by Jobert Cristobal. It's Filipiana mixed with um, Cordilla ladies who dance while wearing pots in their heads. I love this entire episode. She is a queen who said, I'm known for my comedy, but I'm going to remind people that this is the Philippines. It is really striking outfit. That tattooing effect on the nude illusion is really striking again because she fucking stoned it all. She's marrying mm-hmm. tradition with drag in all the right ways. She is another one who I can't wait to see how she's going to evolve throughout this competition. Do not sleep on her. Yeah, absolutely. I think she did such a great job. Um, you know, again, you you have to like, you know, people are expecting this from this sort of franchise, and like you delivered because absolutely beautiful. But you put your own spin on it, and you made it drag, and that's the best part. So. It is. Turn out she better do. Turn out she better do. And the audience agrees 91% turn out she better do. 9% turn out away Jose. Before we get to the results for the tops and bottoms, Jiggly is going to share that from the bottom of her heart and that of Angina and Manila and the other Filipino queens of drag race, they are proud of them. Now, I know that she only mentioned probably the biggest two names out there, but let's celebrate the Filipino queens from the franchise, shall we? Mm-hmm. Aside from Jiggly on Gina Manila, we have Yaha from Drag Race Thailand 1, Mocha Diva from Drag Race Thailand 2, Tyne from Canada's Drag Race 1, Stephanie Prince from Canada's Drag Race 2, Kimmy Couture from Canada's Drag Race 3, and she was scrapped from the Filipino page on the drag wiki, but Vivian Panay from Drag Race Season mm-hmm. 5. Uh, why she's been removed is very strange, but um, okay. Maybe because she's still doing drag. Maybe that's she's why. Not, but still, that's she's, why she was on the show. Well, but again, it's like if your drag persona is dead. Vivian, <laughs> Vivian, Vivian. Uh, Mama Pow has decided to call Cortezon Brigadine GG era Precious Paul Nicole as safe. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Leaving Marina Summers, tearing Eva La Queen, Lady Morgana, Minty Fresh, Venus Deluxe, Prince, and Silhouette as the tops and bottoms. Uh, I don't agree. Um, I'm disappointed that Brigadine and Precious were not at least safe tops or a potential win from Precious, but um, okay. Listen, I'm with you there, but but the rest was all pretty much on point. Well, Mama Pow has decided that Minty Fresh wins a cash tip of 80,000 pesos and receives the very first Rue badge. Will you be buying one? No. <laughs> I will. I am going to. Yeah, they're cute. I mean, they're cute. I just like, Very I don't, cute. you know what? The only, I, I don't need any more pins except, except the Block Talk future pins. They're coming. Listeners, get ready. I got two pins ready for you. Yeah. Um, Venus, turning, turning Marina, Eva, and Silhouette are safe, leaving Prince and Lady Morgana as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm fine with this. The song is Tala by Sarah Geronimo. Prince is a look queen lady morgana is an insane human this was her to lose mm-hmm. now i mentioned that wig earlier but when lady morgana removed those pieces from her wig i was like this is a first i'm here for it uh yeah i didn't expect that it, but i also 
but it was also, just the way she did it i was like oh okay it's a moment but also that was the only moment and then it kind of was like that's it like that was my yeah. like that i expected much more to happen um but i mean it was cool we've seen that before though with sasha Valore's like mm-hmm, finale mm-hmm. that break apart mask yeah. yeah like okay whatever like been there done that for me, Lady Morgana just held command of the stage. She's very good with her words. Prince is youthful. She's got a lot to learn, but um, I hope I'll be following along. In the end, Lady Morgana stays and Prince becomes the wrong kind of royalty as she is the first ever eliminated queen on Drag Race Philippines. And now Mama Pow is going to be like, here's RuPaul's signature Drag Race e- exit. Sign off. Here we go. Cheers. Nothing new and different. Yeah, it was... It was weird, uh, the command. Could you imagine uh, if Brooklyn Heights did this? RuPaul would, like, shoot her. Yeah, it was... But again, did RuPaul say, like, you guys have to do this? That's what it is. Like, I don't know what's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, for timing's sake, we're not going to discuss Untucked. Um, I do recommend going to Untucked before watching episode two because a lot of what is referenced in this Untucked will be involved in episode two, namely the shit stirring that Precious Paul and Nicole actually accidentally starts between Turing and Cortisone, which is the entire episode of episode two. Amazing. Uh, it's it's so stupid and dramatic and stupid and stupid. But we But you also, loved it. But you I, loved yes. every minute of it. Um, what we also will learn in this is that Brigading is also involved in the drama between Marina and um, Minty Fresh because of an mm-hmm. online show and we love online shows drama but for me the best part of the Untucked, Jiggly Caliente came backstage and that was important because not only could she relate to the queens, she told them how this show works and how they need to stay in it. Loved it. More of that. Okay. Okay. Alright. Burning questions to wrap this up. What is Prince's legacy? I mean, they're definitely conceptual and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a shame that we saw just shit as execution, but at least the ideas were there. So, um, like you said earlier, they definitely have a lot to learn, um, but it's still exciting to see what the future holds. You know, you have someone that clearly is a very creative individual and that can only bring lots of newness and can't wait to see what else they've got up their sleeve. Now, Prince has joined the list of first limited queens from a franchise. Where would you probably put her? Mm. So I'm going to say like second from the bottom. Um, yeah. Not great. <laughs> not great. Not, it wasn't a great, a great showing first episode. Like I'm, I'm definitely not sitting here saying she got robbed. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, Oh, we should have seen more like, Oh, we know. But now, you know how the show works. We always ask it. Um, after one episode, the winner of the season is, and I know we're on different pages. I know. Uh, Minty Fresh for me right now. No! I can't do it. Can't do or, it. It's just like LeBron Dom. I can't do it. Or, 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 Riggy Ding, or, um, oh my God, what was the, uh, Precious Nicole, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my two right now are Precious um, Paula Nicole or oh, Eva yeah. Queen. Yes. Okay, I can if I can that, agree with that too. That would make me I, so happy. I can agree all with I that know too. is if silhouette goes to the end, I will be so mad. Oh, but you know she might though. Remember, she's the she's she's got a lot of power. All I, I know is 
All I know is that Marina at some point will either be lip syncing both Minty Fresh and Silhouette yeah, or one of them. It's going to happen. I can't wait. They are going to set that shit up and I love it. I cannot wait. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media? Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Oh my goodness. Uh, I am on Instagram at Amanda.Massacre. Venmo, Amanda Massacre Drag, all one word. Um, and as of right now, I don't really have anything happening just because, you know, she's, her muggle life's got her occupied. Um, but that's okay. Listen, I'm still riding the highs from War Tour. Uh, that was wonderful. Um, and, you know, stay tuned. There's always, something's always going to happen. I'm sure of it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Always a joy. <gasps> thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Amanda for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.